0: Book this hotel, and I usually do it right away. And there was some story about we are, it's a surprise, we're all going on a vacation, and Paige doesn't know. It was, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Jackie and I are very close. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you get me in another country and surprise me with a wedding, you're going to regret it. So you better tell me, girl, when you're getting angry. And she goes, Yay! So that's how I found out about Morocco. I
1: was uh, very excited. Very excited. Hey, Left my Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world. Person, I'm a dope person. You are in four. But before we begin, don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment, and hit that notification bell so you guys know when new episodes drop. Force 22 is very important to me and my wife, Jacqueline Jackson, that you guys met last season on Couples Goals. It was a trip of a lifetime. Uh, Mm -hmm. We invited about 20, well, 50 plus of our our friends and family to come out and join us while we uh, give our vows to one another. So with that being said, this season is all about interviewing some of those dope people that came on Mm -hmm. the trip. Like this beautiful lady here today. Like he. I'm the dopest one. Just kidding. So tell us, he
0: and Rara, what you do. Um, my name is Shabisha. Some of you may know me as a different name that I would not say. <laughs> but heads I Paige is actually my brother-in-law. Jackie is my sister. Um, I am from the Bay Area. I'm born and raised in Oakland. I'm back here in the Bay Area after some years. And I, let's see, what do I want to tell you about? From a business perspective, I help early stage and growth stage businesses get to their next level. So that's what I do from a business perspective.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Cali, New York, Cali, mm-hmm. what's your favorite? Both. Oh, you both.
0: It's always been that. Well, I get to say that because my father is from Brooklyn. My father's in the stag. My mm-hmm. father's from Bedstack. My mother is from Oakland, so I've always been a dual citizen. Okay. yeah,
1: you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Being a citizen grants you the ability to travel the world, the visa list in some places. Yeah. Um, what introduced you to travel in the first place?
0: The first place I wanted to travel was New York. Mm-hmm. I was very fascinated that my father was from there. I was fascinated by his accent. He sounded different from everybody else in Oakland. Um, so that's the... Uh, first place that I wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. And I got to at 17. And I think from that point on, when I moved to New York and New Yorkers go everywhere, mm-hmm. like they travel all over the place. So I feel like living in New York is really kind of what cemented that. And now I have four places on my list
1: immediately. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So what do you look for when you do start playing on travel?
0: Let's see. Architecture, because I like to wander. I'm always wanting to just go off on my own and see what's there. Um, Preferably a language that I don't speak. Preferably people who um, I know nothing about. I like for it to be as far from my regular life as possible. Okay. Yeah. Um, and great food. I, I really am not going
1: if you have a reputation for terrible food. I'm not going. Mm, I'm not going. Food, food is key. Food is everything. We, food is key. So do you have like a bucket list of places you, you've wanted to visit?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Italy, Paris. I spent the
1: night in the airport.
0: That doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Italy, <laughs> Seychelles. Um, And Kenya is on my list. Oh, nice. Yeah, Kenya is on my list. And back to Morocco. So I don't know if that's a bucket list because I've been, but I'm going back. So I'm going to keep it on the bucket list.
1: Okay, okay. I mean, all favoritism aside, though, (laughs) um, what's been your most memorable trip so far?
0: Mm, Okay. Morocco 1,
1: Jamaica 2. Let's talk about Jamaica, because we're going to come.
0: I knew you were going to say, let's talk about
1: it. So let's talk
0: about democratic. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump right
1: out to Jamaica.
0: Wow. I, Jamaica, was that my first time out of the country? Yes. Mm. Um, I had already been living in New York, so it was very interesting to go to Jamaica after you've been in New York for some years. Because you develop expectations. <laughs> yeah, Jamaica is not Jamaica Queen. Yes, Don't get it twisted. You develop expectations. Um, I think it was really awesome to be um, in a place we went with a group, a big group of people. Um, it was nice to be in the weather. It was light. I love the beach. Um, I'm from Oakland. So the water and me, we get along really well. Um, it was amazing What I remember most about Jamaica is how much I did not appreciate the food at my resort. What? Oh, the
1: resort. Okay. I mean, we're not going to give them names. Mm-hmm.
0: And we're not going to even do it. We're not going to do it. Uh, but going off, I think going off the resort and just meeting regular people, that's my kind of carrying on. That's the thing that I love to do. So, yeah, I think um, the people that we met off the resort was amazing. Um, Duns River Falls, I thought for sure I was gonna die. <laughs> I was like, I'm dead. I'm dead. Um, so doing that was probably the first time I'd ever done anything risky with my life like mm-hmm. that. I tend to do that. Um, but yeah, Jamaica was amazing. Mm. Jamaica was amazing.
1: And so you mentioned earlier architecture, language and culture mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. draws you. What did you think of the architecture, language and culture of Jamaica?
0: Hmm. We didn't get to really go into the country, which I would have liked to do. I feel like we were around a lot of the um, the touristy stuff. So it's cemented how much that's not the kind of travel I like to do. Right. So I think for me, I want to get as far away from tourist attractions as possible. Mm-hmm. And when I would come to visit New York never wanted to go to the Empire State Building. I didn't want to do any of the things that people like that do. Um, I wanted to go into the neighborhoods. And so I think, um, yeah, just not, I don't, I'm not, don't give me the list of places that people who travel to this place go. Mm-hmm. It's not the list I want.
1: Gotcha. You, gotcha. You. And so that brings us to Morocco. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I've been breaking this up into like three parts for our guests. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first part is, how did you find out about
0: it? Okay, this is a great story. So I get a call from Jackie who's like, what did she say to me? I need you to book this, because she was trying not to tell me what was going on. Book this hotel and I need you to do it right away. And there was some story about we are, it's a surprise, we're all going on a vacation, and Paige doesn't know. It was, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Jackie and I are very close. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you get me in another country and surprise me with a wedding, you're going to regret it. So you better tell me, girl, you getting married. And she goes, i Right. So that's how I found out about Morocco. I was uh, very excited. Very excited.
1: Mm-hmm. So now um, you, uh, we've and mind you, we gave everybody a year's notice mm-hmm. so you guys can get things together. And after that, I was like, look, you know, all of my friends aren't like yours. You know, I think she got like seven people to drop on the hotels right away. Uh, ho- The hotel right away. Some mm-hmm. of my friends were like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it. So I was like, all right, we're going to have to let people know what this is. Um, that's where Stella,
0: mm-hmm. to
1: help with the organization and and prepping for the trip. Mm-hmm. Like, what was your prep like when you're going on a destination wedding like this? Mm-hmm. What's usually the prep experience? Like buying tickets, um, you know, trying to figure out what to wear. Now, granted, my wife put together a guide for the entire trip. So, if you didn't know what to wear, you didn't read any of the messages i to be prepared, apparently, so, what was that like leading up to the day that you guys had to leave
0: but i i I will admit that I did see um a preview of the dress guide mm-hmm. before it was shared with the group. <laughs> Until I didn't get a presentation mm-hmm. in advance. Um, and I totally agree with putting together attire guides. Listen, let me tell you something. You can't trust people's fashions when they're over 35. Something happens. you you got to give people examples. I'm just saying. Got you, got you. Um, no, I thought that was really actually helpful because what I've discovered is that People actually want to be prepared. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to look their best when they're going somewhere. And it was just, I think, nice to have one less thing to have to think about on your own. So I actually think that that um, guide was really helpful. Um, And I know people were referring to it quite a bit when they were talking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I do actually think that it just gave people one less detail to have to manage. Mm -hmm. So.
1: And so um, you mentioned earlier you're not the type of person that, like, do group travel with, like, the set itinerary and stuff, like, Mm that, pretty touristy. touristy. Mm -hmm. Um, How much helpful or unhelpful was having a travel agent assist with, you know, some of the accommodations uh, as we put it out there?
0: I think that the first time you do something, if you... Without Stellar, what do I know about more (laughs) right? So it's one of those things where um, if you have someone who is doing that for you, and plus them are 50 people, 50 plus people, I don't think that that's a thing that you can wing. I do think you have to give people something, and then they can kind of riff off of that when they want to. Right. So for me, in this instance, I don't know how else that could have been done, Mm -hmm. but personally, I do have to admit that I was running away a little bit. A little bit. I was running away. So, and there are a lot of pictures that I was not in because I was off in something trying to absorb because I'm a wanderer at heart. I want I want to be in it. Right. Um, so it was very difficult to pull me away from Morocco to get me to take a
1: picture the entire time. Well, I mean, you know, if you didn't take a picture, you were right there.
0: I had a lot of pictures. Not as many as us we was are on he did
1: so so that's all the 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 planning phase, right <laughs> now you're you're traveling out to Morocco. Mm-hmm. you're coming from the west coast to the East Coast, yeah, out. yeah, what was that like for you?
0: what I'll just say is that I highly recommend to. You get what you pay for when it right. comes to travel, especially when it comes to international travel. I have no bad things to say about KLM or Air France. Right, impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, we flew into um, Amsterdam. Nothing bad to say about the Amsterdam Air- airport. It was amazing. The lounge that we um, were in while we waited for our connecting flight to Morocco, fantastic. Right, just. Go directly with an airline. I don't. Um. I don't recommend Expedia. I. I kind of fired them about three years ago. This is a public service announcement. Can I say swear words on here?
1: You say what you want. Back then.
0: Yeah, I know. I feel like now.
1: Your opinions are never get us down about the opinions of the show and or the brand. Oh of-
0: gosh, they think that's a hard way to go. But we got there, um, but up until um, after the day before we left, we didn't have a, a solidified return site because there were lots of cancellations and lots of moving parts. So what I, what I would say is go directly with an airline, spend the money to make sure that when you get on a plane, the plane is gonna be there, it's going to be clean. It's not going to be part-time. That's, to me, the flight is the place to spend.
1: Right, right. Okay. So that was my learning. Okay, and then landing in Morocco for the first time. What was that mm-hmm. like for you? It's just... <laughs> what
0: <we did>. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you was a surf general in the way we were in. Oh.
0: That, I make I, like, the, the flight was awesome. The flight was awesome. I have nothing bad to say about KLM. They did their thing. Um, I just do think that our experience with with Expedia was so bad, but KLM and for sure Air France they like made up for it. it. Was it was impeccable.
1: Um, so a little backstory. Um, we are traveling so between I believe November and about late February, a lot of flights were being canceled because of increased COVID um numbers in Europe. The Kingdom of Morocco was not allowing you to connect from certain countries. And a lot of the countries, pretty much in Southern Europe. Um, And so um, the Kingdom of Morocco was blocking Germany, France, Portugal, Spain. So if you're coming from any of those countries, you would get a notification letting you know that, hey, by the way, the Morocco portion of your trip has been canceled and you'll have to figure it out yourself. And believe mm. what you're talking about is just kind of getting all that situated through Expedia.
0: I don't know. You know what? We really didn't have any, um, I still don't know what happened with our return flight. I don't know why that happened. We flew into Amsterdam, which was go back the same way that we came. And then suddenly that was no longer an option. But it wasn't an option like three days before. Okay, We were really flying out. So I don't, I never never was ever able to explain what exactly happened. And because we went through Expedia, Ray couldn't they didn't know, like, right? there's there's such a third party. Right. And when you call an airline and you tell them that you purchased your ticket through Expedia, mm-hmm. they will say, Well then you need to keep talking to them. That yeah. we have nothing to say to
1: you, miss. So that was for me, really stressful. Oh, so it was your outbound traffic, your outbound flight. It was my return,
0: well, it was my return home. Wow. And they said to me, um, there's one flight, and it's on Air France, which is how we got on Air France for Terry. And they said, there's one flight, so you can take this or you can get your money back. Mm-hmm. What? Can <laughs> stay say what day? My flight is out? Like. We're seventy two hours out and you're calling me with this. I mean, they called and they texted. It was, I was like, oh my gosh, what are we supposed to do? And I was like, well, we have to figure something out because we can't not go. Um, so that was stressful. We um, were stressful dealing with them. They are not very efficient from a customer service perspective. So, what I will say is that the wedding of the century made up for
1: it. We had a great time, and they they were in the background. Let's go back to the wedding of the century. <laughs> Um. So you landed in Morocco mm-hmm. and went to the the free for the liquor. Yep. Yeah, yes. It's, it's also Ramadan's. Everything's pretty much limited access. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you get to the Janan Towns mm-hmm. What were your thoughts?
0: I was. We were driving up to Janan Towns and I was like, "What kind of desert?" What is this kind of trap they set in us for you to listen? I was very concerned. Um, I should mention that my, my tastes are kind of discerning, and so I was driving up and I'm looking around and I'm just like, Hey, Aaron. they open the gates and we drive in, and I was like, Yeah, okay, I get it, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, and so they let us off and walk into the lobby. I don't think we could see we were all yet. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, slowly but surely, um, several of the party members started to walk in and, you know, it was a reunion. We hadn't seen some of the people who were in the party. It was the first time I'd ever met them, but others are like my people, my family, and I had not seen them since all this pandemic foolery. So it was a really awesome um, reunion. And the Robbie of Janan Thompson is some Moroccan mm-hmm. fabulousness. So I was like, yes, it's <laughs>
1: So So um, the first day we got there was pretty much just chill and relax. You see? Then after that, it was more, Um, I think Thursday night, it, they took you guys to the um Medina, right? Yes. So, you know, we, so, so the first night we had a pep talk with y'all, like going to the Medina the next day, some tips mm-hmm, and tricks. Easy. Um so one, did those tips and tricks help when you got to the Medina? And two, what was what was the Medina in itself experience like?
0: So what I remembered most about the pep talk was or the thing that I probably locked in and cared to really think a lot about um was making sure you had your currency together, right? That that was, like, the biggest thing um, because you're out and and we're about and you're with groups of people and it's just really easy to make sure that your currency situation is situated. Um, everything we are, I'm going to tell you right now, if you tell me to be safe, I'm going to break the rules. <laughs>
1: Alan, do safe. You did say you wandered off. And if you haven't been to Medina, it's a huge city. Um, mm-hmm. And typically... In the court, in the courtyard area, ish, um, starts kind of food shopping and stuff like that. But as you entrench yourself into the Medina, you start to seeing like side stores, side restaurants, and stuff like that. Um, it's it's literally elaborate. So going in there alone, like you do, um, is not always recommended. But um, luckily GPS was working, so if you needed to find your way out, you could.
0: And I know I would have had that rule breaker, so I never break the rules by myself. Um, I had some partners in China that was like, let's go, we're going over here. I got the Medina was, right, the perfect form of ridiculousness. There was everything in there, people doing henna, people selling food, people selling weather, horses all over the place, men and, and arguing with each other, like vendors getting into But like, it was the perfect experience of mayhem. I loved every second of that. I thought I know the Medina Dwarf sounded no less crazy. I love the Medina. Yeah. I wanted to stay down there longer. I love all the crazy. Give it all. Give me all the give me all the experience. Give me all the people trying to get me to buy stuff. Give it all. I want it all. I wanted to stay at the Medina. I could have spent an entire day there. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. I like all the crazy.
1: Okay. So, so later that evening we kinda came home and had the dinner, the dinner before. Mm-hmm. Um what were your thoughts? The outdoor dinner. Yeah, what were well, your thoughts about the happy hour and the outdoor dinner? I thought the happy hour was amazing. If a bit dark. <laughs> we are outside. Oh, if a bit
0: dark. I thought it was amazing. I um, about Jackie Ricked fantastic in the black with the beaded um, yes. stemming. I thought everyone looked amazing. Um, everyone was so excited to be there. It was really beautiful to be in a space where people were so loving. Either they loved you or they loved Jackie or they loved the birth of you, but there was a lot of love in the spaces. So I thought that made it amazing. Um,
1: I love seeing your dad dance. Amen. He was getting Zeke. Spirit moved him. He felt like you know, let me let me rock out with the spirit.
0: He had to let y'all know he still got a role. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't try to act like he ain't got that. He had that. So I thought that was amazing. I loved the outdoor dinner at the long table. Um, I loved the candlelight. I, it was well done. Yeah. It was well done. It was well done.
1: Shout out to Janan Tomston and the staff. <laughs> the staff did their thing mm-hmm. and really held it down. And then. She opened up her house later on that evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, spirit. Thank you. that future wedding, you're people to look at lady, the same, say. <laughs> but I want to stay. No, it was a good time. Okay. It was a good time at the house. Okay. So um, the next day, uh, mm-hmm. uh, ceremony, everybody's getting ready to sit down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And your dad is walking Jackie down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before all of that, we collected everybody's phones. So um, I wanted to kind of get your ideas of two things. One, um, the idea of us taking your phone, did that help you guys immerse yourself in the experience or do you think it, it wasn't necessary?
0: I thought it was fine. Like, I don't think that I'd fit. Run, I should say, I'm a consultant, so I take people's phones. So then me, I'm like, oh, bro, that's fine. Yeah. And you got it back after, right? So there was, there was, it wasn't as if your son was gone the entire day. It's for the ceremony. Maximum, you didn't have your son for an hour.
1: Right. You'll lose. It's fine. And they, so take it from us. Uh, <laughs> this was probably the best thing our photographer ever offered was, you know, allowing the people to be in the moment and really kind of, Enjoy the experience. Because far too often, even if you're not taking pictures, you're in your phone scrolling through Instagram and then by accident you turn on you tap on a video with an audio and the next thing you do, you're disrupting the show or the, the experience. Mm-hmm. Um and also, you know, with a bunch of cameras in your way, the photographer's job gets a lot that much more difficult. Um so with that being said uh yes, we are pretty.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't grow up a nut like that, you good. <laughs>
1: and so, the other part, um, your dad walking Jackie down the aisle. How did you feel about that?
0: I thought that was rendersure. I didn't know if he was going to make it.
1: I thought he was going to bust into tears. <laughs> your dad's old school. I interviewed him last and I thought that some tears were going to drop out. No. But he's done it. He like had like a G thing done it. He looked like a G. She had
0: such an amazing, that was such a beautiful experience where I would say you may not get tears from him, but you will get him to express when he really loves him. Mm. Right? So for him to to see my dad have something that he's talking about a lot, mm. where he is every day giving you a different experience that's kind of landing for him. Right. Um That is great. That's how you know he's been affected by how much he shares. Um he's a pretty mellow dude most of the time. He's cracking jokes all over the time. But when he is constantly talking about an experience that he had over and over again, mm-hmm. then you know that it it was a beautiful experience for him. So I thought it was so beautiful to see him be so affected and just he, my dad is like the strong, mellow guy, mm. and he's mostly doing things for other people. Right. So to witness him have an experience that was just about him being able to be in the moment was very amazing for me because I don't get to actually experience that.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. The day it comes, the day it comes.
0: Yeah, like, I, you know, he's, he's everything to everybody. Right. He won't let you give him a party, which is why he's never had a birthday party. And when I tried to push on it one year, I got told to stop. Yeah. So he doesn't ever really there are very few moments where you see him in a moment that is about him.
1: Got it. Got it. Understood. Yeah. Understood. And so the ceremony itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, I freestyled minds and my wife wrote a four page letter. Hey I man, um, she has you and then you know um, Janae officiated over. Mm-hmm. What was your thought over that that old experience?
0: I thought it was, I thought it was really beautiful. Run because it's my parents. For one, is walking it down I thought, what like, is what is officiating. So it was beautiful for me to be a part of. I thought that they both did um, an amazing job. I I don't want to call it a job. Mm-hmm. I don't know another word, but job is not the word. I think the thing there was an experience that was beautiful. And to see my sister, my bonus mother, my father in the moment, you know, I, I thought it was really beautiful, mm. to, to be very honest. And, and yeah, I, I, I mean, I look back on that. I know what I felt seeing it and to hear them have such a connection to it and to be able to share it and share it again and to see them be so affected by it. Um, I don't talk about you. and you know, I said I don't know do you like that. But, but when something means something, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it, it meant something to you and the fact that you were willing to allow us to be a part of that moment. Um, Regardless of how long you had known any of us, but for you to be having such a big moment in your life and to be able to express that to everyone who was there and to allow us to be in that moment with you, I thought that was dope. Mm, I appreciate know, it. Yeah, dude, I do. I like. I kind of wanted to make a joke about it because I'm a smart at, but 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 my honest feeling about it is that you know I thought it was such an awesome thing for you to allow 50 people and who you need to bury in the great peace to be a part of something so
1: so monumental in your in your life so i i really appreciated that no problem but you guys you guys made it right because it was one of those where it was a positive vibes only trip and um you know we got very little complaints Mm -hmm. you know unless it was maybe accommodation related but even then Nobody really complained it loud enough with that, that mm-hmm. it would disrupt the energy of the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, we had our nice reception with mm-hmm. the the buffet style Moroccan meals, mm-hmm. jeans, mm-hmm. some chicken, some lamb, mm-hmm. and then these amazing jars, these PBJ mm-hmm. jars. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that you thought of putting into your jar coming from Morocco?
0: I still don't know what I want to put in there. There's a part of me that doesn't want to put anything in there. yeah. There's a part of me, and I I still have extra ones. I have a drill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what's what's the struggle in how to capture that there was so much, or there's not one thing that you feel like Mm. could be encapsulating in, in such a memory.
0: I, you know, it never, Do was the honest thing, it never, I'm staring at it now. said, so, yeah, I wonder around, like, what is she looking at? But I'm staring at her now, and I think, I don't know that I want to put anything in there. Um, I think that they are good by themselves. Okay. Yeah, it's the one thing that came back from Morocco that I haven't actually used. Everything else was like, a notebook, some spices, whatever, the things, all of the things those things I can get used, but I think this is just for, this is really for me to remember.
1: Mm, nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Appreciate that. See? How have the all complicated? <laughs> so, um, the next day, um, part of the excursions was the Hammam. Or okay, I, I could wait for the Hammam, but if you haven't been to a Hammam, can you give them your rendition or your experience I'm a, a her mom.
0: So can tell you secret. Mm-hmm. So I skipped her mom. little felt them singing song I day and night. okay, and that it was because I had actually been through a her mom before. Okay.
1: So I now you can still explain what her mom is." You could have told. You could have lied to us and said you went. No, you can't lie. This my truther is. You right. <laughs>
0: So, a hammam is a um, how can I explain this? So, I would explain it as a a, a bully. an exfoliating bathing experience. So, in a hammam, we're going to get exfoliated. You're going to soak um, in a bath. It's just a beautiful way to relax and to nourish your skin to get all your dry skin off. It's really a way for you to pamper yourself. To be in communion with other people. Um, so that is what a haman is. I think there are other things that a haman may do, depending on where you go, that is going to be specific to them. But overall, traditionally, the haman happens before the wedding or before whatever you're celebrating. But in this case, the haman is needed for after. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Um, so I skipped the haman. I set
1: Listen, I slept in the first two days. I Listen, so here's another thing. I did. Um, when, when participating in a group trip, you don't have to do everything. Granted, you paid for everything. You don't have to do everything. And that's okay, right? Um, I think, you know, for me, a lot of times I communicate with the group. I just let them know, like, look, you guys may not see me periodically because... I like my alone time, Mm -hmm. especially when with a lot of people, that's a lot of energy. That's a lot of excitement, right? Yeah. And so I tend to like to mellow out throughout a trip so Mm -hmm. that I'm not disappearing the entire trip. Mm -hmm. So, you know, depending on the people you're with, um, how much you pay for the excursions, some of the excursions are expensive. So you may want to go to everything, but you really don't have to do everything because, you know, it's a vacation. You can't go on vacation and make it feel like work, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just to wrap up the trip, like, what would you say, what did Marrakesh leave you with as far as an impression?
0: Mm. I didn't have expectations for Morocco. Okay. Right. I didn't know what to expect. And, and I like that because I think it just created space for me to enjoy everything. Um, what I enjoyed a lot, like the moments that I enjoyed were silly moments, like us all around, um, having dinner and hookah, and some people are laughing and talking, some people are falling asleep, some people, There's just like moments that are just about being there and being together. I think those were great for me. Of course, the Medina was one of my favorite places to go. I discovered my favorite dessert ever, and I found a place in San Francisco that makes it squirting in me. Hey. Um, what else? I thought the people were not yeah, what I expected about the people, but I found them charming. Like I thought they were really uh, genuine and sweet. Mm-hmm. And the ones that we got a chance to talk to, and then the other ones were just doing whatever they were doing, just living, and that's cool too. Um, I I definitely did walk away with the question of why I only speak one language.
1: Mm.
0: Not from a judgment space, but from like an opportunity space. Like, I could actually learn another language. And now I'm thinking about that from the perspective of just because I want to. And it would be fun to learn. Not from a run a second language, you can make me money. So it's not some other kind of UNS not being sold on it, Man. but the reality that in many other places, speaking at a minimum of two languages is pretty standard, right. and I was like, I could, I could do that. I can learn some stuff. <laughs> I speak some other things. Uh, so that was a big impression. Um, I think the biggest thing was well, just to live. Mm. There's, so, there's always going to be a thing to do. You're never going to run out of stuff to do, ever, ever, ever. But, like, one of the things that we get to do, I think especially this generation, more so than other generations, and hopefully the ones coming after us will get to do it more than we do, but there's such a thing called thriving, right? That's, that's really living. And so you can, and sometimes when you go to a place you've never been, we are uncomfortable, it's so different from what you've ever done. So who says that what you've ever done is the only way to do a thing and that it's the right way to do a thing? Right. Who says that, right? Live life, Go experience things and people and spaces that are just completely unique and unlike anything that you do. And so if there was a thing about Morocco, it was the reminder to do that more often. Mm. Because... Really, all of the other stuff that you got to do, and you're telling yourself a story. You don't got to do anything.
1: Mm.
0: It's a story. So go live and go experience when you have it, because what a shame to have our, to have as much abundance as this generation of uh, Black people get to have, and to still be in this mentality of that you can't do it. No, you can. Just make it the priority and you will find that you actually can thrive and work and handle responsibilities just not just have to be an either or just make the decision and make it happen for yourself. So I think Maratha was like a serious reminder of, are you just going to work and are you just like going through the motions? Why are you designing your life that way? Go do stuff So that was what that's what I would say.
1: Interesting. Well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier you mentioned you wish you would like kind of learn more languages mm-hmm. and that you travel with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Right? So as a woman, as a black woman um, traveling while black, um, how has one keeping your mind open helped you really enjoy your trip? Sound like you kind of leveraged it for this trip in Morocco. Um does having an open mind really help enhance the Black travel experience?
0: I don't know if I can say if it does or if it doesn't. I could tell you how it affected me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it doesn't ever occur to me to have a bad time. Okay. I'm not, I don't tend to be a person and that either could just be personality or just learned. Mm -hmm. But I don't tend to be a person who has a lot of um, apprehension around exploration. I have a lot of curiosity. And so if things are not like what I'm used to, I just don't really care. That's not. That's not. I don't require life to be like what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. I don't require travel and spaces I go to to be anything like what I'm used to. Mm. I'm gonna get whatever's going on because that's why I'm there. Mm. So I I think that what it allows you to do is to have conversations you've never had. It allows you to see the world beyond the way that you're used to seeing the world. Mm. It allows you to have I think joy is a choice, um, right? So you can be somewhere. For instance, when I said Jamaica, I didn't really love the food. Well, we just went after the resort and found food we liked. Well, that doesn't have to be what my story was about Jamaica. Yeah. If I didn't do that, right, then I arrived at the fact that this resort has food that I don't love because I'm living in New York and I'm used to, like, I have close friends. I'm used to serious, serious, like, I know people who can throw down. But I'm not going to allow the fact that that's my experience. Okay, well then, take me to the people that do that. That so the same thing. I think it just allows you to have an experience that you enjoyed instead of allowing yourself to be a victim of something that's happening there. Because not everything was going to be perfect,
1: but make it a good trip for you. Okay. So, um, do you find it that? Um... As a black person traveling, that language is important, right? So, one of my guests stated that um, at times speaking English, especially in Europe, right, Mm -hmm. speaking English kind of put us at a at an advantage Mm -hmm. because someone that could look like us, maybe from Africa, Mm -hmm. would get treated differently if they weren't speaking English, right? Or at least the accent we have coming from the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one, and number two do you feel that learning a different language would have helped enhance your travel experience?
0: So let me answer this second one first. Yes, I do think me being able to speak French would have just enhanced it because I think it's about connection. Right, right. right? You you just get the opportunity to connect to more people. Um, and I think just like, your command of the English language opens spaces to you, mm-hmm. right? I think your command of any language will open spaces for you because it just allows you to command to other people. right? And I think that that is really important. That's a value of mine. Mm-hmm. So I think going into some of the museums, noticing that everything is in English and French, being able to do that, one of um, the other guests making books, she took years of French and so... I just, I think maybe it just deepens your experience of something. Right. So that's the first question. I mean, second question. Yep. The first question is, I can't really speak to that. One, probably because I haven't traveled enough to be able to notice the nuance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I have heard other people say that. Mm-hmm. But I think because um, if speaking English is an asset, then great. Hmm. I I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that stupidity <laughs> um, and also, why not learn to speak other languages so that you have more fluidity in the world to be able to move where I
1: move, okay. And so overall, what has your tr- experience been like traveling while black?
0: It's been amazing, Lynn, because I've always been with other amazing people, okay and um, Pick your travel people well. I'm telling you, telling you, it, don't travel
1: buddy is key.
0: Listen, um. So I think my experiences have been amazing because I have gone with people. I surround myself with amazing people that I enjoy being around, who also enjoy life. And I think that that's a big chunk of it. I think the other part of it is, um, you know, I'm always going to go into a space seeking. What draws me and what attracts me versus what what is not like me? like there's great that is not like me. I don't need it to be right the only place that I feel like believe it or not that I was kind of like, mm, I could have took that or left that mm-hmm. was Argentina i only because I find it boring and the, and but there's still with that, there were things about it that I loved, but I think that traveling while drive the only the have I had an experience where people were staring at me oddly because it? no, but I will. Like, I want to have that experience too. I'm not shying away from that. Like, I'll, let's drop me in, I was going to say
1: China. I don't know if I have the greatest desire to live in height, so they won't look at you like you. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's all about, you know, standing out. Five foot six did to stand up. Would y'all been reading that But yeah, I you know. And and the reason I ask this question is because everyone's experience is different, right? Um, and a lot of times it's good to know because you have a lot of people that there were people on this trip, this was their first time out the country, <laughs> let alone out the country onto the motherland. <laughs> and so, you know, there are still a lot of people out there in our community that don't know what to expect, sure. that hasn't heard that. Within their own family, they don't know anybody that's traveled. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Seeing faces that are similar to their own Mm kind of helps with, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm going to get my passport. Please get, like, if you're listening today, apply for your passport as soon as possible. Don't wait till you're ready to travel. Passports are on a backlog. So please, please, please go ahead and fill out your passport. Pay the, what, 180 or something like that. Just, just once, yeah. So I it might be different. Yeah, gone down. Yeah, but yeah. Just please, like please. You have photo ID. You have a license. You should always have a passport, mm-hmm. even if you are not planning on going anywhere. I think they're good for five years or ten. 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 years. Mm-hmm. You know, Um, I just keep getting them done because I book them up with stamps. For me, I, I don't know how long it takes. do um, have- oh, know. Oh, oh. I'm right near my third passport, but that's only because I started to have a Listen, I've had a passport since I was six. So, you know, every ten years. So thirty years, you know, it's it's about right. Um, with that being said, um, what are some what are some tips you would give somebody that's interested in traveling? Not a novice, not a person that's doing it, somebody's like brand new and they're like, Hey, I wanna I wanna travel. What what would be your advice to them? Talk to people who
0: have traveled. My, my, the most fun that I have had, and even on when we were all in Morocco and starting to talk about travel, because that's what you do when you travel, you talk about traveling. Uh, When I said, I'm going to come back, and you said, go here, go here, go here, Mm -hmm. right? Find me some people who travel. Mm -hmm. There are so many now, there are so many Black travel groups, and there's this podcast, but I think, again, our generation has resources. We have people who have actually been places now, right? So you can find those of us who have been to Panama, who have been to whatever country you're thinking about. I'm pretty sure that there is one of us has been there and is probably talking about it. So I say tap into um, right? travelers. Get on YouTube where so many people can vlog their experiences in other countries. Um, it's a great resource. It's a great way to learn about places to go. And if you if you don't have someone in your immediate network, and you don't know somebody who knows somebody, yeah, get, get on YouTube, get online, look up Black childhood um sites. I think they're extremely informative.
1: Yeah. And Facebook, um, you'll find a boatload of expats mm-hmm. that are more than happy to bring people that look like them around, teach them around, teach them the different places to go. Um, because uh, a lot of times, you know, we look at going places where only mm-hmm. black faces are. Mm-hmm. We're everywhere. We have the land. It's crazy that some people will kind of exclude the European countries because it's not black centric. Well, there's a black underground or black undertone in every city around the world, because at the end of the day, we find places that we like to come mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and we stay there, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. being able to find the people like, and if the issue of traveling to different places because of black faces is you don't know, just like like Shabisha said, ask because at the end of the day, um, you'll always find somebody somewhere because Amsterdam, London, Ireland, Scotland, you know, the UAE, Asia, um, we have expats. Think about it. Our people are in the military all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we are good in the military. Mm-hmm. And we're literally faces around the world such that fraternities and sororities are having, you know, country-based chapters. Wow, okay. You know? So don't feel as though that, you know, if you go to a predominantly Caucasian country or city that you won't find faces that are similar to yours, you will.
0: Especially because America is predominantly Caucasian. we only 13% of this population, fam. We here. (laughs) That's a symbolic. You know what I mean? So, and also the I'll ad. Start talking about the fact that you want to travel in general pop conversation, because you never know who you are talking to. The people who were fixing the roof in my parents' home, they tell him, we're going to Morocco, so we'll have to finish the project. When we get back, we're going to have to take a break. He says, my sister lives there. They connect with his sister. That happened that quickly. You never know who you're talking to. So I say for people who are new to traveling, start talking about, I'm getting ready to start traveling. I want to go to these places because then it will open you up to being able uh, to hear those conversations. Um, don't limit yourself. Talk about it to the mailman, to the to the person, at the, like literally, because you don't know if people know, right? You don't know if people know. Um, so I would just say just,
1: start to talk about it in general. And like I said earlier, don't forget that passport. Get your passport as soon as possible. Um I mean it's it's one another form of ID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can always leverage it to go anywhere you want. Um also some cruise lines require you to have your passport depending on some of the ports that they're going to. So, um one two more or one more if you want.
0: My people who may have a situation that would perhaps prevent you from leaving US territory.
1: Yeah, check that out first.
0: But go to there are US territories in the Caribbean. You can go to Hawaii, like just start to go to another state.
1: Don't let the fact that you can't leave the continent be an impediment. Go to Canada, go to Mexico. Like you you They might not be able to make Canada. Canada's strict on letting certain like people in. Look into it. Yeah. So look into it. So so lo- look look into your situation. And and we're just gonna be quite transparent. Most felons can't get into Canada. All right. Most felons may not be able to get a passport to get out the country. Um so in and and, and it, it may they may be changing the law soon, hopefully, right? But um given your background, understand that on the why it's not a limitation, right. It's not a limitation to travel. You got Puerto Rico, you mm-hmm. can go with a photo ID, um, U.S. version, U.S. Virgin Islands, a photo ID. You can travel on, on cruises with a photo ID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't think that just cause you don't have a passport or you're not traveling overseas to another country, mm-hmm. um, makes your travel experience any less. I mean, um, I traveled to the West coast. I traveled <laughs> to Florida. Mm-hmm. I traveled. We road trip during the pandemic and, you know, that's, it's all about experiencing something new outside of your own location, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, good. and, and being able to broaden your horizon. I mean, you know, um, exposure leads to experiences, experiences lead to a new way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about, look, you know, there are people that look just like you and I all around the world mm-hmm. and they're going through some of the same issues, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you'll be surprised. The only difference is language. I'm with you know, so with that said, where can people find you and learn more about this growth potential, this growth program that you're putting you're you're working on? I do <laughs> I'm do um, you know, I'm trying to reach out to her so that we can get things started. So you know,
0: I'm on LinkedIn. It's the best place to find me, honestly. I'm on there like often.
1: So that's Shabisha Johnson on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. There's only one of who. The- so if you put in Johnson, you will find me. However, you introduce tell you we'll get back
0: to We'll get back to you. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn, should
1: reach out to me there. Um, I'm on it pretty regularly. Okay, okay. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, once again, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment. Leave it on, click that notification bell so you guys know when new episodes drop. With that say with that said, proud <laughs> no more, stay safe. Peace.